from TV6 News, it's Descubre with Monche. I'm Monche Ricosa. Descubre means discover, and I'm here to help you discover more about different and diverse topics in the United States. Welcome to Descubre with Monche's 10th episode, Juneteenth and Independence Day. As the United States' Independence Day comes closer, some celebrated another Independence Day earlier with Juneteenth. The holiday, also known as the African American Independence Day, was celebrated on June 19th. 2020 marks the 155th anniversary of the last set of slaves being emancipated. Around the country, there were rallies, celebrations, and parties to honor this special day. In Davenport, Iowa, a group called Friends of MLK held a virtual festival celebration with over 7,000 viewers. I spoke with one of the organizers, Tracy White, about why this holiday should be celebrated by everyone. Could you tell me about Juneteenth and what history you know about it? Well, Juneteenth is the oldest known celebration of the uh, freedom of slaves. And so um, in 1865, the last set of slaves that were freed found out that they were free, and it was around June 19th, hence the name Juneteenth. So this is a celebration, and it's basically the Independence Day of African Americans. This is our uh, celebration of independence. So this is what Juneteenth is. The celebration started over 100 years ago. And recently, like around 1980, Texas was the first state to declare it a state holiday, and then it kind of just fell into place from there. There's approximately 45 states that recognize Juneteenth as a state holiday. Um, in Iowa, it's gone on for a number of years. It was actually put on by another organization. Friends of MLK was formed approximately five years ago. And at that point, the other organization was no longer doing it, but we felt like it was so important and too important of a holiday to not have the festivities that typically took place. So Friends of MLK took on the task of continuing the tradition of a Juneteenth celebration, and that's when I came on as festival organizer. And Texas especially has an important role in Juneteenth. Would you mind explaining that history? Because the last set of slaves that found out that they were free resided in Galveston, Texas. Mm -hmm. And so that's where um, the celebration came from. Uh, typically, Juneteenth is celebrated with prayer and worship, with food, mm -hmm. um, and with entertainment. And so they had some of the very first celebrations of Juneteenth. Making sure everybody is involved. It's not just, like you said, a celebration for African-Americans. You want other groups of people to also know and celebrate this, right? Right. This has always been a community event. It's not an event just for the African-American community, although we are recognizing and celebrating the African community. This has been open to everyone every year. I think with understanding, you gain knowledge mm -hmm. at that point in time, which makes Things that may be somewhat easier to understand as far as what the African-American community goes through. I think this year, more importantly, we place emphasis on everything that we've overcome. We are seeing some of the darkest parts of our history repeating mm -hmm. itself in current day. So a healing does need to take place. And so while we strengthen the African-American community, we invite the entire community to participate and understand not only our struggles, but our successes as well. And locally, who has done what to help uplift the African-American community? And more importantly, who's doing the work now uh, that focus on the African-American experience here in the Quad Cities? 
And with the Black Lives Matter movement this year gaining so much momentum, how has that changed this holiday? We are more intentional this year than in the past when it comes to the entertainment, the history, who we're highlighting in our community. This is all based around the work that is being done to help uplift the community. So we can't act like it's not happening. Okay. We do definitely have to address the issue, but that is why we have switched the lens on some of the normal entertainment and are really focusing in on the things that we need to do to try to effect change here in our community. What sort of things can we expect from it that you think will be different this year? Well, we're keeping all the same components of entertainment, prayer, history, and mm -hmm. food, but doing it virtually was a little bit more challenging. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a, a segment of speakers coming in and we're calling it the movement. These are people who are not just talking about what they want done to help change what's happening here in our community, but have actually put together plans of action. Mm -hmm. So we want people to know what is going on and how they can be involved. Our entertainers are people who are talented with singing and spoken word and dance, but they are focusing in on the struggle mm -hmm. and how we can remember uh, you know, what we've gone through but where we've come through their performances. Mm -hmm. And then we're also highlighting organizations here in the community that are working directly with the African American community who have been doing the work for years, mm -hmm. um, but now we're giving the community an opportunity to see who these people are behind the scenes and how that they can help move their initiatives forward. Do you think that by having it virtual, it may open the door for others that maybe wouldn't feel comfortable being, you know, not necessarily in a room with African Americans, but just with a group that they might not associate with as much? We're all in our silos, right? We tend to eat, live, communicate, entertain with the people that are around us. Mm -hmm. I think virtually gives you that blanket of comfort mm -hmm. that you can be in your home, you can be on your patio, you can be at a park, but still be able to experience it. Now this is something in the past that we held down at the levee, which mm -hmm. is open for the entire community, but you tend to only get the African community, mm -hmm. uh, African American community out to the celebration. So I think this does give us an opportunity to reach people that we might not normally reach. Virtually was a challenge for us initially, but we became more comfortable with the idea. Um, in the midst of where we had to plan, it was the midst of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And especially with the disproportionate rate of African Americans being affected by COVID, we had to make a decision to be responsible. Mm -hmm. And so that's why we chose to do it virtually this year. But like you said, I think it does open up the doors for more people who might not have normally ventured out on a Saturday afternoon mm -hmm. to learn about Juneteenth, can sit in the comfort of their own home. And hopefully that healing starts, but also understanding. I mean, honestly, in high school, I don't remember learning about Juneteenth, and I feel like in the newsroom you were talking about it, many people didn't really learn about it until they left high school. Why do you think this part of history gets left out so often in our education? I think a lot of things get left out because they're uncomfortable to talk about. So I think a lot of things that should be talked about when it comes to African-American history 
are not talked about because if we don't talk about it, we can act like it didn't happen or that it didn't matter. I grew up here in the Quad Cities and I personally did not know about Juneteenth until I got into my 30s and had to do some research. I never learned about it in school. No one ever talked to me about it. It was not anything that was very visual here mm -hmm. in the Quad Cities. There was no spotlight on the Juneteenth celebrations that were taking place. And it wasn't until I was in my 30s that I understood what it was about, but still continually learning um, more in depth about the significance of it, why it matters, how we should celebrate it, and why we should celebrate it. So uh, I think that it, it's up to individuals to learn more if you want to know more. We can't always count on, um, especially in an area like the Quad Cities where there's not a lot of black teachers, uh, no, you know, not a lot in, in, in education-wise. Right. You can't talk about what you don't know about. Mm -hmm. And so it's up to you as an individual to really learn about the history of it, the significance of it, and the reason why it's important to celebrate it. It's 2020, you can Google anything, right? <laughs> and so to, to really look into you know, what it's really truly about, um, I was sharing with you that I read some comments that were actually very hurtful, and they weren't aimed at me personally, but as a member of the African-American race. And it also showed me though, that there's a lot of people that have no clue. Mm -hmm. They have no clue about what Juneteenth is about, what the emancipation was about, how important mm -hmm. the uh, freedom of slavery was to the African-American race. Mm -hmm. They have no clue. So when you have no clue, then you have no sympathy, you have no understanding. Mm -hmm. And so I'm hoping if people cannot jump on and virtually join us and learn about the holiday that they take it upon themselves to just look things up and, and learn about it and understand really the importance of it. Thank you so much for your time. Mm -hmm, no problem. You can still watch the Juneteenth virtual event on their Facebook page, Friends of MLK. On Friday, June 19th, senators announced legislation to make Juneteenth a national holiday. The bill was proposed by Senators Ed Markey, Cory Booker, Tina Smith, and Kamala Harris. Juneteenth is currently recognized by 47 states and the District of Columbia as a state holiday or observance. This podcast was produced and edited by Monte Ricosa, reviewed by Marshall Lenz, theme music composed by Gabriel Candiani and Eduardo Moretti Valenzuela. I'm your host, Monte Ricosa. Hasta la próxima. Until next time.